coming up on today's federal newscast. The bill to keep the government open will more than likely also contain a pay raise for feds. In analyzing the Defense Department's plans for the near future, the Congressional Budget Office says we're going to need a bigger budget. And after a long wait, there is now a nominee for the agency in charge of federal procurement. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. A 1.9% federal pay raise looks like it will be part of the funding package designed to avoid another government shutdown, a House Democratic aide tells Federal News Network. Senator Chris Van Hollen says he's hopeful, too. It's unclear, though, if the raise would be retroactive to January 1st or not. Pay has been frozen at 2018 levels for civilian employees since President Trump finalized his plans for a pay freeze in 2019. House Democrats are reviewing why it's taken so long for federal employees to get full back payments after the recent government shutdown. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and Virginia Representatives Jerry Connolly and Jennifer Wexton want more details from the Office of Management and Budget and Office of Personnel Management. Employees at a variety of agencies say they've found mistakes in back paychecks. Agency Human Capital Reviews with the Office of Personnel Management will begin in April. It wants agencies to nominate someone to serve as a liaison between their agency and OPM leadership by the end of the month. Agencies are supposed to sit down with OPM every year to share best practices and organizational challenges and resolve hiring, recruiting, reskilling, and employee engagement questions. Federal Aviation Administration labor groups warned House lawmakers another shutdown would further harm the agency's ability to recruit and retain a highly skilled staff. A big problem since Paul Rinaldi, president of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, says 20 percent of the workforce is retirement eligible. Classes resumed last week at the FAA's training academy in Oklahoma City, but the academy will suspend operations again if Congress and President Trump fail to stop another shutdown Friday at midnight. In another shutdown-induced delay, NASA scientists will spend a little longer in a very cold place. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. It's the polar ice measuring campaign known as Operation Ice Bridge. It was supposed to start March 4th. Now NASA has delayed it until April 1st. But Arctic Today reports the eight-week project may be extended by three weeks to mostly make up for the lost month from the government shutdown. NASA uses a sensor-equipped Orion P-3 airplane and satellite data to measure changes in thickness of the polar ice cap. I'm Tom Temin. Democratic leaders in the House and Senate have called on the Government Accountability Office to study the 35-day government shutdown's impact on the Small Business Administration. Senator Ben Cardin and Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez have asked GAO to review SBA's communications with its lending partners before, during, and after the shutdown. The lawmakers have also requested GAO look at the shutdown's impact on small businesses which rely on government contracts. House Veterans Affairs Committee Chairman Mark Takano reintroduces legislation to restore official time for Title 38 employees at the Veterans Affairs Department. The bill would help reverse a decision from VA Secretary Robert Wilkie last year, which banned official time for employees in certain medical professions. The VA Employee Fairness Act has support from 27 congressmen and five senators. Ohio Democrat Sherrod Brown introduced the Senate Companion. 
The Defense Department's near-term plans will begin to balloon in cost in 2023. A new Congressional Budget Office report says DOD will need a base budget of $735 billion by 2033 to cover the costs. CBO says items like military pay and growth of operations and maintenance costs, the Army's modernization goals, and the Navy's planned fleet expansion are the main reasons. 80% of the budget would go purely towards compensation and operations and maintenance. Military service members and their families across the country are dealing with mold and other issues in privatized housing. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. More than half of military families responding to a new study by the Military Family Advisory Network say they've had negative or very negative experiences with privatized military housing. The study identifies issues with 35 different management companies and details problems like black mold, lead paint, faulty wiring, and poor water conditions. Military families are also reporting illnesses with lifelong implications due to poor housing conditions. The Senate Armed Services Committee is currently investigating the matter. I'm Scott Massioni. Former Air Force Intelligence Specialist Monica Elfried Witt is charged with spying for Iran. The Justice Department says Witt had been with the Air Force from 1997 to 2008, during which she had a high-level security clearance. She's accused of targeting her former fellow agents and giving up the codename of a classified mission. She remains at large in Iran. Head of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, Brock Long, will be leaving the agency next month. Bloomberg News reports his deputy, Peter Gaynor, will serve as acting administrator. Since taking over the agency in June of 2017, Long has overseen the federal government's response to several disasters, like a series of hurricanes in the southeast and Puerto Rico and wildfires which scorched California. After more than two years, a new leader for federal procurement emerges. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy is one step closer to having a full-time Senate-confirmed administrator. President Donald Trump yesterday announced his intent to nominate Michael Wooten to lead OFPP. Wooten currently is the Senior Advisor for Acquisitions at the Education Department's Federal Student Aid Office. If confirmed by the Senate, Wooten would replace Ann Rung, who resigned in October 2016. Wooten brings a mix of federal and state and local experience to the position. He served as the Deputy Chief Procurement Officer for the District of Columbia Government and spent 10 years at the Defense Acquisition University. I'm Jason Miller. Two of President Trump's nominees to serve on the Merit Systems Protection Board clear the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. His third nominee withdrew from consideration. Committee Chair Ron Johnson says he will not bring the two nominees to the Senate floor for a vote until the White House names a third nominee. The Senate has until February 28th to appoint new members. That's when the term for current and lone board member Mark Robbins expires. And more than a dozen technology experts are coming to 11 agencies to work on a variety of projects over the next year. The General Services Administration names its next class of Presidential Innovation Fellows. They'll work on 14 different projects, ranging from incubating and regulating artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms at the Food and Drug Administration, to supporting digital transformations and modernization for the Marine Corps. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.